Welcome to Predictability. My name is Ryan Carrier, and together we will be taking a philosophical look at one's ability to enhance life experience. Is one's ability able to be predicted? Is success predictable? This podcast is for coaches, teachers, mentors, and people that are curious about the human condition. During today's podcast, I'll be thinking about the philosophical term tabula rasa, which translates in English to blank slate. The roots of the term go back to Aristotle over 2,300 years ago. The Stoic school developed the idea that the outside world is impressed on our minds. Our modern concept is attributed to John Locke. Ultimately, our concept of nature versus nurture is put to the test based on our beliefs about potential versus learned behavior. Our interviewees today demonstrate success based on experience. The question of predictability arises relative to one's innate ability to recognize one's own strength versus the accumulation of experience that lead to determination. Does one shape his or her success, or is our mind born that way? Our first guest today is Rodney Goebel, the leader of the Legacy Center in Brighton, Michigan. Rodney, thank you for being here. Is there a story or significance behind the Legacy logo? <laughs> well, it, it's an awesome story, honestly, and it's not just because it's uh, something that's our logo. It's, it's about uh, the, the individual that uh, we uh, were blessed to, to receive the logo from. I actually received the, the gentleman who designed the logo, signed it over to me on a notebook paper, uh, gosh, probably back in 2008, 2009. And it was after we had both finished our athletic careers at Michigan. And uh, his name is Chuck Winters. And Chucky Winters was a football player. He's a defensive back for the University of Michigan football team. You were there probably around the same time. I know you graduated in 96. Is that right? I did. I was there. I remember the, the sound of the stadium from outside. Yeah, so Chuck Winters was a part of that uh, Hail Mary play with Cordell Stewart versus uh, University of Michigan, Colorado, Michigan. Well, when Chuck designed it, uh, he actually designed it for an apparel company that he was starting. Um, he was after, after playing football and in between uh, going off and playing for the Toronto Argonauts, he was a teacher. And so he was kind of trying to figure out where, where he was going to go after football and, and then, again, had an opportunity later on even after this. But him and I were hanging out in his apartment and – I asked him, I said, hey, Chuck, what did you ever do with that logo that uh, you had for, uh, for last play? He's like, oh, man, that apparel company never really took off. But, I mean, I remember he had, he had guys like Derek Jeter and other guys, uh, Charles Woodson, wearing the logo. And last play training was obviously uh, something that uh, – the, the logo last play was something that uh, resonated not only with uh, our experience, but uh, Chuck specifically uh, designed and, and – the meaning behind it was when he uh, saw the adversity that he, he experienced firsthand with that last, uh, last second play um, against Colorado and how he, uh, they lost that football game and he was in the end zone and jumped up to miss, miss the tip. And then later on in his career, he had a successful uh, defense of that type of a same play. And, and he, he really used it almost as a life mantra from that point on that live out your life as if it's your last play and the Running Man logo was that kind of brand recognition for what he was creating in and around that story. And then when the apparel company really didn't take off, he, I said, hey, my wife and I, uh, Amy and I, are getting ready to open a little physical therapy clinic in, um, just, in just north of Ann Arbor. And we're trying to design a logo. What would you ever do with that logo, uh, that Running Man logo? 
it's like, oh man, I didn't do anything with that. I was just kind of hanging out. So well, would you be okay if I bought it from you? He's like, oh yeah, give me a dollar and I'll sign it over to you. So uh, years later, our physical therapy company grew and we were very blessed with kind of a unified brand around that Running Man logo and what happened across multiple clinics throughout the state of Michigan. But a national company came in that obviously had their own brand and their own name and they had about 250 locations and we only had about 50 locations. So we kind of took on their logo and their colors and all that. But at right at the same time, uh, our family, Amy and I had acquired some land there just north of Ann Arbor that's now known as Legacy Park Properties or the Legacy Center Sports Complex. And so we uh, obviously owning rights to that logo at that point and trademark and registered and all that. We, we moved it from a physical therapy platform logo to what we envisioned as having a high impact on kids' lives through sports at the Legacy Center. And so going forward, a lot of people may resonate with what the logo meant back when Chuck Winters was selling apparel for last play. Or, uh, and I have some of those t-shirts still today that uh, pretty cool t-shirts that he had back in the day that say last play on them. Um, or maybe it's some of the, the period of time, 15, 20 years that we were a physical therapy company um, or most recently over the past six, seven years that we've been functioning as a sports complex. But it's a, an awesome logo, not just because of, of us and who we are uh, and what we're doing, but going back in time, back in our undergraduate years as, as athletes. And Chuck Winters was a pitcher on our baseball team. He also hit and played the outfield. And at that time, Todd Collins, who was the quarterback, he was a pitcher on our baseball team. So there was just a lot of great memories. And, and for kind of to connect back what happened in our youth and as athletes to then what uh, obviously transport transpired in Chuck's career in football and then our career in physical therapy and, and now in the Legacy Center has been a pretty cool uh, history and, and a legacy in and of itself. That's awesome. Speaking about all the, the history that you've been a leader in multiple facets of your life, uh, Michigan baseball, uh, owning your own business in, in therapy and rehabilitation, and now at the Legacy Center being a leader like Looking back on, on moments in your life, is there any one particular moment or is it a, a collection of moments or, or maybe just something that is developed over time for you about being a leader? You know, I've, I've honestly never saw one defining moment that kind of created me with the confidence of, of leading people or leading a, an organization, but almost uh, through default, uh, individuals had asked me if I'd be willing to to kind of take the take the lead or take the charge and and it kind of reflects back on the opportunities that's been given to me and I know I remember my father uh, told me when I was just a little one said if everyone ever gives you an opportunity to do something you just you say yes sir and you you move forward and you take that opportunity straight on and so uh, when Bill Freehan asked me to be a captain of the Michigan baseball team and I had to sit in the office of Bo Schembechler and he was telling me how it was going to be to be a Michigan man I didn't see myself as a leader, but at the same time, they saw something in me that I didn't necessarily understand or acknowledge, but um, with amazing people, whether it was my father or my brothers or Bill Freehan or Joe Roberson, who was our athletic director, just pulled me aside and, and said, Rodney, we, we see greatness in you and we think that you could have an impact on people uh, through your heart and your passion and, and the things that you've experienced in your life. And for me, uh, I, I became a Christian at a very young age. I'm a follower of Christ. And that what that meant to me was that I was going to be someone who ultimately was given uh, tremendous responsibility and uh, too much is given as much as expected. And so I, I 
thought that uh, uh, there was an opportunity for something in my life. I didn't know what God's plan for me was, but trying to pull together your passion and your experience and your heart uh, led to uh, my career in baseball and, and my undergraduate experience. And, and I, I really do cherish those memories and the people who came alongside me and encouraged me as a student athlete at Michigan and then even beyond. And so I, I never really had that one defining moment, but I, I do recognize people who came alongside me or who saw something in me, maybe I didn't even see in myself and encouraged me and asked me to uh, do something that was maybe outside my own comfort zone. And when that happened, um, by me accepting on those challenges and, and walking through those doors, it opened up opportunities to lead people in different ways that I would have otherwise, otherwise never saw myself doing uh, on my own. Well, your story and the legacy logo going back to Chuck Winters, like those stories are things that people want to hear and know why we are who we are. And thank you for leading at the Legacy Center. And I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us those stories. Well, you're welcome. And, and I've always uh, recognized that I'm not the smartest guy in the room, maybe not even the most talented, but uh, if I can surround myself with great people, I think we're going to have some success and have a high impact on people. Uh, and now in this phase, having a high impact on people through through sports and whether it's the kids, the families, the coaches, um, and again, surrounding myself with great people like yourself. I'm proud that you're a director in our program and leading people. And again, I, I, I envision that uh, I've done that again, somehow uh, uh, humbly been able to navigate getting people like yourself to partner with us and see the vision and the mission of how we can accomplish something together. And in the end, that may, may look like the Legacy Center is, uh, uh, something greater than itself. And, and I think that's what it is. It's, it's greater than one person. It's greater than one logo. It's a community of people that's having an impact in a positive way. And, and sports right now is that platform that we can have that impact. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it, Rodney. All right, brother. Have a great time. We'll keep in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. And enjoy the day. You too. Let's switch gears and hear from a current student athlete. Mia Hansen, a 2020 Brighton High grad, is looking forward to playing collegiate soccer at Grand Valley State University. Mia, when did you know that you had the ability to play college soccer? So my ninth grade year when I made varsity, I think that was like the pivotal moment for me because I like realized I was like, I'm good, like I can do this. And it like changed my like attitude. And I was like, I think... I have a shot at doing this and I have potential to be great. After you knew that, did you think that your ability to play at a higher level changed because you believed in yourself or do you think it just stayed the same? I became a more confident person and soccer player. I was like more confident on my touches. I knew I could win tackles and beat players and it was also motivation for me to work harder because if I wanted to play at the next level, I have to do as much as I could to be the best. Speak about that. You knew that you needed to do more on top of your team training and games to be your best. What did you do outside of those activities? So I would run, I like running and being in shape is a super big thing for me. So I would run every single day. I would even run before school sometimes when I couldn't do it after school and then I would just go out in my backyard and like if I wasn't doing something good at practice, I'd keep practicing it again, like touches, 
even juggling, just getting that extra time in that I would need to be the best. What about as far as uh, performance training or uh, any strength and conditioning that you did on top of the running that you did? Yeah, so I would do performance training three days a week. And then, well, and during high school, we would run. Um, and those things helped me so much. And I am not the strongest person on the planet, but that those things helped so much. And they helped me really grow as a soccer player. And it, like, improved my speed. I That was one thing that I could definitely tell, like, my reaction time and my speed definitely was improved through that. So, like, thinking back to yourself when you were younger, like your 10-year-old self, what was it that motivated you to be your best then? When I was young, I just – I wanted to be better than every other girl on the field. That was pretty much – if I wanted to win every race, I wanted to win, like, the juggling competitions. It didn't matter what kind of competition it was. Like, I just – I wanted to beat them. It didn't matter, like, what – if it was a game, if it was a practice, it was just – like the internal drive to be better than all the other girls on the field. Where do you think that comes from? Is it just from you or are there people in your life that make you feel that way? I think like from me and my parents, probably my parents motivate me to be the best I can be. And, and then I think I have a strong drive myself to be the best I can be. You're going off to school to play next year at Grand Valley State University. Are there moments that you reflect on now that you believe guarantee your success in the future? Um, yeah. There, I had a coach in ninth grade tell me that I, like, I didn't look like a soccer player, to whatever context that means. And I was like, from that day on, it's just like, People don't tell you what you can be. Like, you prove people wrong. So I think that leads to my success because if someone tells me I can't, I'll show them that I can. Thank you, Mia. We know you will continue to prove that you are more than capable on the soccer field. Let's hear from another student athlete, Brooke Patilla. Brooke is on her way to Northern Michigan University this fall. Brooke, when did you know you had the ability to play college soccer? Okay, so I knew I had the ability to play college soccer when I put soccer first and it was one of my top priorities, like I always wanted, and I always wanted to go to soccer practice. I always wanted to go to workouts. It was something that I valued. How does that change the way that you play the game? Does it make it easier, more difficult? Do you put more pressure on yourself or does the game come easier because you know how talented you are? I think it's both. It was both easier, but I did put a lot more pressure on myself because I knew that I have to play at the top level all the time to succeed in college soccer, so, knowing that I had to lead by example. Being a leader on the team, I felt like I needed to show my teammates how to perform at a high level. Um, I feel like I've always had that in me to just like give 100% on the field. But I also learned it from my older sisters, watching them play soccer while I was growing up. They were great role models and I felt like 
I wanted to be just like them. Are there moments or a particular moment that you look back to often? Like, is there something that occurred in your soccer life or watching your sisters play that you think about a lot and that kind of leads you to think, all right, I can do this? Um, I think just all the successful moments I've had in all my games, like I think of so many times that I've done well and then going forward, I just think about how it felt when I did well and the reward when I did well. So thinking about going to play at Northern Michigan University, is there anything that you know about yourself now that guarantees you're going to be successful in your next adventure? I know that I've been successful like from my childhood all the way up to my senior year now. Like I've done a lot of stuff that I'm very proud of and I feel like there's it wouldn't make sense that it would just stop after my senior year. I feel like it would carry on into my college career. Agree. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, no. I want to thank Rodney, Mia, and Brooke. Three unique approaches influenced and shaped by potential and experience. I leave you with one thought. Do we shape our experiences or do they shape us? That famed Hail Mary in the big house left the winners and the close to winning in position for success. We'll continue to look for answers next time on Predictability.